It's weird. Rob is really safe. Why does he always leave his door unlocked <laughs> on the days that we say we're going to go rob and go into his house? That's weird. Are those video cameras everywhere? <laughs> yeah. Wow, those are old school VHS tapes. That's weird. <laughs> Why is there a gift basket full of lube on his nightstand? <laughs> what is that gift blinking basket. red light? Is that Enya? Do you hear Enya? <laughs> <laughs> sail away, sail away. Oh, that's so stupid. Oh my god, I hate everything. <laughs> I've never seen a bouquet of butt plugs, but here I am. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so artfully arranged. <laughs> well, you are listening to the Give Me Five podcast, episode 219, This is the Give Me Five podcast, a semi-entertaining show about some very entertaining things. This is a side A episode, and this week it might be our only episode. As the holidays are in full swing, it might be a little bit harder to come by side B episodes, but we do talk about pop culture, entertainment news, movies, music, books, Florida, and whatever caught our eye this week. My name is Spike, and I'm joined by Aurora. Okay. Hello. Hello, hello. And Mini Puffed. Yes, excellent. Good. Okay, cool. Um, did, did you catch what I did there? I, I did not, but uh, a mini puffed I get. And as we are as we are doing a s'mores uh, a s'mores bar for Thanksgiving tomorrow uh, outside mm. by the fire, we I'm I'm excited to be mini puffed. Well, That's this cool. week we are talking about the Netflix series Cowboy Bebop, a book okay. by Dave Grohl. Oh, that Aurora, yeah. Okay, so the and song And Ghostbusters Aurora. Afterlife. Do you actually know the song Aurora? I do not. I just looked it yeah. up. <laughs> you could have gone with, I would have gone with Virginia, because he is from Virginia, and he sings a lot of songs about people named Virginia, even though he's really singing about his favorite state. Oh. Interesting. And of course, Spike is from Cowboy Bebop. Yes, yes. <clears throat> I did not catch the Aurora thing, because I just didn't see you linking the foo fight that was very good that was i didn't yeah you pulled you pulled the wool over oh i pulled some do you need some tylenol do you need <laughs> i need omar all <clears throat> speaking of <laughs> how's it going give me five sternots omar all yeah <laughs> give give me five sternots uh-huh. he says yeah <laughs> you're welcome um <laughs> This is going to be a review show. We're going to spoil the shit out of Ghostbusters. I'm kidding. I haven't seen it. I'm joking. Uh, it could happen. Uh, we're going to try to avoid major twists, as we always... I think we are pretty successful at that. Um, if we're talking about something that you haven't seen, read, or listened to yet, please use your own discretion. Um, I think Cowboy Bebop people know. I think the Ghostbusters afterlife is really the thing that could be... Right? Is that correct? That could really be spoiled. Mm, probably. Okay. Is there anything in the news? What's going on in the news? Or Florida Man? Anything going on? Oh, there's definitely Florida Man. Okay. Well, well, in the news, there's really nothing, not a big deal, but uh, I forgot that Hawkeye was coming out as soon as it was. And as did I. Last night, I saw it in Disney Plus that Hawkeye was coming out in on the 23rd. Or whatever, and it, but it was the twenty third because it was after midnight, and then on the uh, Amazon Prime page, it was like out now. So I was very excited, and I kept on reloading it, hoping it would show up, but it did not because apparently it shows up at like three in the morning. Yeah, three. But uh, very excited about Hawkeye. Uh, I I heard the first episode has a musical rendition of the Avengers. Yes, I heard that too. That's and it's weird. The, and I heard that it's terrible, but not in a terrible way. It's terrible because they wanted it to be terrible, not right. because it was. It's gloriously to be. terrible. Yeah, I really do appreciate and, the writing 
on all of these shows that they're like the like even in the movies I guess but it's very unique the writing is good mm-hmm. it's it's uh they do different things with it that you don't expect which I I like yeah <clears throat> and they uh apparently in the scene uh he takes his kids to see this musical or whatever and he's so just dis- he's so disturbed by it that he runs out of the theater and you don't actually get to hear the entire song there apparently was enough of a clamoring for it that they actually released the full-length version of the song. That's funny. Oh, nice. I'll have to check that out. Uh, December yeah, 1st. That. Uh, oh, real, I'm sorry yeah. to interrupt. December 1st, um, Season 3 of Lost in Space coming out on Netflix, which I'm excited about, personally, because I'm a big nerd. And the only other thing, since you guys might be out there driving, and I believe that on Audible there is a free... Uh, Eddie Vedder spoken word thing that um, if you are an Audible member you get it for free, and uh, which is interesting because I was rushing out to buy it and then it was like wait I can't buy this and I got mad I got annoyed for a second that I couldn't buy it and then it occurred to me that I don't have to, but old habits die hard. Eddie who who's this guy? Yeah exactly. I don't I don't know. That's that Mr. Vetter if you're nasty. <laughs> mm. Then yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes please. So speaking of nasty, uh, oh, I believe there's, there's plenty nasty. I'm trying to <laughs> hold on. The um, well, well, Rob is occur. It is occurring to Rob that he's actually recording a radio show. Uh, Omar, how you doing? <laughs> oh, I'm fine. You're fine. Yeah. That's good. That's good. It's all is well. I'm going to show you some visual things on our radio show. <laughs> yeah. How about the uh, how about the uh, what's it called the Thanksgiving. You doing something fun for Thanksgiving? Me personally, I'm going to um, eat until I hate everything, and I'm with my girls. Um, I think we have more dessert than food, so looking good on my end. Yeah. So I've got a question for you. Uh Uh-oh, go on. Does the name Matthew Latham sound familiar to you? With an M, L A T H A M. Uh It does does not. Should it? Has it, he been? Has he been one of our Florida people before? It should sound familiar to you, and I know you will recognize the mugshot. Mister Matthew Latham is our Florida man from February, and <laughs> you might remember him as the Florida man who has the tattoo of Florida on his forehead. Oh, oh. he is back in the news this in time. Jail. Yep. Well, I think he posted bail, but this time he was arrested for attacking and choking his mother. He was at home asleep when his mom came to take him to work. And his mom told deputies that he was intoxicated. And when he stood up, he told her, I can't do this anymore. I'm just going to kill you. But I like a warning. He then proceeded... He then proceeded to throw a TV at her, which she apparently was able to dodge, and he put her in a in a chokehold until she kind of passed out. Weird. Uncool. He was arrested and charged, and he's been released from jail on a ten thousand dollar bond. Uh, uncool. First of all, um, yeah, you know, clearly the 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 mommy situation. Probably not good if you're gonna get arrested that many times and have the uh, Florida tattoo. But but you can't you can't strangle your mama. No, no, you don't strangle no mama. No. Let's just keep away from strangling people as a rule, just generally. Let's keep Wait, away from fashion. tattooing shit on your face. <laughs> what right. if you forget where you live, Rob? Huh? Why you gotta be? <laughs> make make sure you tattoo it backwards so you can read it in a mirror. Yeah, I have my name backwards I, too, just in case. I live in this dangly penis looking place. <laughs> so, Mister Matthew Latham, welcome yeah. back to WTF. Wow! Like, ser- but seriously, yeah. If you if you go with the face tattoos, you better already be rich. Because yeah. if that rap career doesn't take off, <laughs> you got nothing. Yeah. Not, except for this guy, he can be a map. I guess I don't. I don't know. It's, you're not going to be. You're not going to be here. And I've got the best real estate agent. You've got to use him. You should see the tattoo of Florida on his forehead. 
That's yeah. not happening. Yeah. No. <laughs> you should see the tattoo. <laughs> my stockbroker has the best tips. Yeah. He also... Wait, what? Yeah, my, my has the best tips. Oh. Yeah. He also has a naked biker chick with with laser boobs right We're on his cheek. we play a little game I like to call Just the Tip. Oh, my God. Yes. Just for a second, just to see how it feels. Followed up by Ouch, Ouch, You're on My Hair. <laughs> Are these Rob games? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna ask some. I'm gonna ask a Thanksgiving question to you people. The I, oh god. The, the the last time we asked one of these, it it lit a fire. That's I know. We're gonna do it again. The though. best okay. side is stuffing. Period. Okay. Well, here's what we're gonna do. Oh. You can delete one thing from the Thanksgiving table, and I'm not talking about like your racist uncle or something. <laughs> you can delete one food item from from the item from the table. What's going away? And we're going traditional. You can't be like, oh, I'd like to delete the, you know, the cabbage souffle or something. No. You can delete one. Traditional thing. Yeah. Mine's easy and prepare for the hate mail at givemefivepodcast.com. We should set up a hate mail at givemefivepodcast.com. <laughs> Mine's easy. Sweet potatoes. Really? Oh. Okay. Don't like them. Later. Especially when you put the marshmallows on top. It's like, I can, I just got a cavity talking about it just now. So I don't, I just, but, but I just don't, I don't, I don't think it's tasty to me personally. Let the hate mail flow. Well, while you're sending the hate mail, you can also uh, send an email to newhost at gibby5podcast.com. <laughs> fair. That's fair. Yeah. Rob? I want to say turkey. Ooh. But if you cover anything in enough gravy, any any turkey in enough gravy, it's perfectly okay. Cover anything in enough gravy is that's why when you make love to me, you cover me in gravy. <laughs> it, it is. That is exactly. You're so artful. Turkey would be my number 2 actually that I would remove. It's but, so weird. Like most, a lot of people say that they don't like turkey. Like even my students, I was asking about it, and they were like, like, "Yeah, I don't really like turkey, but on that one day, it's okay." I mean, I don't, I don't dislike turkey, but it's not anything that I like seek out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a huge turkey. I would much rather have ham. I love getting, I, and I know that the that the ham is usually something that's done at Christmas time. But I mean, we've got we had gotten to the point when I was when I do Thanksgiving with my family, that they have a ham in addition to having the turkey. Yeah, I've seen that too. That's pretty standard. Yeah, yeah we are doing a, actually, we are doing a Thanksgiving brisket this year. A turkey. My wife does a turkey, but we did a red, We it's cooked already. We did a red wine uh, and beef uh, brisket with onions and stuff. Yum. But I can probably do without the cranberries. <gasps> yep, I know. Is that is that more divisive than doing away with turkey? Don't even get started on the the canned cranberry sauce versus the real. Oh God. Uh, the real is better, but I get the canned because who has the time, right? <laughs> I make I make my own. I'm sure I make you do. sangria cranberry sauce every year. What? It's got, speaking of red wine, it's got red wine and citrus flavor. In wow. fact, this year I grew the lemons that went into it. All right, I'm, I'll be there. Uh, what time? He'll six? be up in three hours. Yeah. What time should I no, be that's there? That's actually that's actually it's very good because it's uh <clears throat> it's uh. Not overly tart. It's but you are. like, well, that goes without <laughs> you saying, are sir. A tart. Yeah, my, mine would have to be without, and you can probably all guess this, but anyone that knows me at all, it's got to be the green bean casserole because I hate green beans, I hate mushrooms, and I hate cream of mushroom soup, mm. and I'm not a big fan of onions that go on top either. So that that is my, that's what I would delete with uh, great vengeance and anger. Well, hmm. that's cool. Um. I hope you die. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not eating green beans, so I might. <clears throat> Actually, I made when I made my cranberry sauce when it was like still hot and steamy the other day. I, I took a scoop of ice cream and poured the sangria cranberry. Your chest. Yeah, and sm- <laughs> smeared it, smeared it on my nipples. But then I took the hot cranberry sauce and poured that onto the vanilla ice cream, not on my chest. 
and uh, it was quite scrumptious. Well, that's uh, that takes me out of my little uh, Thanksgiving question of the day. So it was actually a continuation of conversation that was I was having uh, right before I came up to record. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, we could actually post that on the Instagrams. We should. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Instagram, on the Face Snap. Speaking of Instagram, I, I like the picture of your uh, your mom's uh, Christmas village on there. Is that a euphemism? <laughs> no, it actually you you posted it, and if it was a euphemism, I'm ashamed of you. But... Greg, this is a family show, so I know, right? No, it's not. <laughs> yes, I like, I, we. I like to visit mom's Christmas village every so often. <laughs> yeah, we we have a tradition every year that uh, we do in November because I have to drive down for a weekend to do it. But every every November, I'll drive down for a weekend. We'll go out. We'll buy a new house for the Christmas Village. Uh, sometimes we get two. This year, we actually added four because my mom's boyfriend wanted to participate, so he bought two houses. Um, but we buy we What's buy a new house. crap? I you I bought two houses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we and we <laughs> set up the village over the week or over the weekend. Nice. So that's that's a substantial that village. You guys are. It's a substantial village. There is, uh, you're running out of, uh, let's just say you're going to have to take, you're going to have to like kick some pe- like neighbors out of their house to extend well, the village. Yeah, yeah that we, thing's no joke. Well, we added, we added a table this year to help us out. And I was like, oh, this table will give us room to expand. But then we went and bought four friggin' houses this year. So I'm like, well, shit. Maybe we don't have near as much room to expand as I thought we did. It looks great though. Like it's very, very cool. It, yeah, we we're very happy with how it turned out this year. And my favorite piece was the little tree house. That was the one I picked out. That was this year's. Yeah, that was one nice. of the ones we picked up this year. Nice. So, how long have you been doing this? How many years? Um, we've got houses back to eighty six, I think. Wow, nice. That's cool. There were a couple of years where we didn't do it. Um, you know, when I was young and stupid and didn't want to part didn't want to do shit with my family um you know i was in college and whatnot or whatever but um we've been we've been doing it fairly regularly at least since i got back from travel and actually while i was traveling we uh i would always be back for christmas so that's something else to go do too nice very nice I love that kind of stuff, and uh, I believe you, I, you, we kind of cut you off, but you were going to probably say that there is a little picture of it on Instagram and a, and a question asking about your own family holiday traditions. Feel yes. free to uh, mention those, and we will try to get it on the show if you want us to. Uh, let's uh, let's do an episode. Let's do it. I guess. Am I? Am I? Tell me, I'm not the only one who saw Ghostbusters. You are the only one that's a Ghostbuster. I currently have a house of multiple relatives, and uh, how many dogs do I have in my house at the moment? Um, there are one, two, there's f- uh, four dogs and two cats in my house right now, and I'm incredibly shocked that your this episode is able to be heard without dogs barking. Because there's one of the cats is a kitten and is fucking with the dogs, basically. Tormenting. Yeah. <laughs> She's just walking around place on top of things that the dogs can't get to, and they're like, did y'all see that? That's kind of funny. That weird-looking dog is up on the counter. I didn't go see Afterlife either. The uh, I think the last movie I saw in the theater, I'm not kidding, was Justice League. Wow. I also did not want to ever go back into a theater after that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were all shut down because of that. No, okay. Like, well, I guess movies aren't a thing anymore. <laughs> well, why don't we do a book? Okay, I can do that. Book. Let's start with a book. Dude, I am going to... I didn't prepare much for this because I've been cooking and stuff, but uh, this... For a very long time, I was looking for a book about the Foo Fighters and or Dave Grohl because there wasn't one. Um, but they are a very open band. They do a lot of uh, documentaries. Swinging. They'll do... Not that open. Uh, they do a lot of documentaries. They've done... They did like one album. They recorded a bunch of different uh, across a bunch of different music cities with like uh, kind of local celebrities, and in doing so, they made a little documentary. So like, it, it's not hard to know a lot about them. Uh, and he's also very talkative in concert. Dave Grohl from Nirvana, mm-hmm. or from Nirvana and Foo Fighters for that matter. So he, he released a book called Storytellers, and which I'm going to assume you actually did these stuff on, but um, came out uh, a few months ago, and. I uh, 
so I picked it up on, on Audible. He does the reading, of course. And if you want a straight-up music biography that tells you literally everything step by step by step by step by step, this is not that. Uh, if you want something that is very well thought out and ties stories together um, and is, well, thoughtful, but also just very funny and sweet and sad at times and is written by someone who is so freaking down to earth who is as amazed of his success as you know as anyone else would be like he's not a celebrity that really wants to be celebrity he's like i love music and i'm lucky enough to get to meet my my heroes Mm. um this is a person that of course was the in the biggest band in the entire world nirvana of course um it's hard to realize this and i was shocked too he knew those guys for three years. That's it. Uh, this podcast has been going on longer than Nirvana. Wow. Because um, they did the band did exist before, but he joined the band very late, and then they uh, kind of yeah. blew up. He wasn't the first drummer. That's right. Yeah. Uh, he joined them basically when they were sitting in a house. Like, and He tells a little bit of a story, which is kind of interesting, that Kurt would just go into his room <laughs> at night, and he would hear him playing stuff, just songs. And... He's like, I knew that someday he was going to come out of that door and be like, aha, I've got it. And one day he was like, he heard the beginnings of uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit coming from this room. And he's, and in his mind, he was like, ah, aha, he's got it. And then Kurt came out and he's like, what was that you were just playing? He's like, that was just a thing. Just a just a thing. Yeah. The song that basically killed a music genre and made a whole new one. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, still listed as one of the most important songs um, ever. But so stuff like that, he's, he's re- like a really interesting person. He, um, he grew up in Washington, DC. His mother is, is a school teacher. His father left the family early and, uh, did not really approve of any of his decisions, but his mother as a teacher knew what a, what someone who was meant for school look, looks like and what. You know, someone is not meant for school, looks like. So when, you know, Dave came to her and was like, yeah, I'm going to quit school and focus on music and go on tour with this. uh, What was the name of the band that he toured with, like, early on for Nirvana? Oh, shit. It's a hardcore punk band. Uh, Scream. Scream from Washington, D.C. Like the movie? Uh, Before then, because this was, like, in the, like, like early 80s. Um, It was, like, a, a hardcore punk. Uh, band from the the D.C. Virginia area had very obviously political punk bands, and it was one of them. So he yeah you know, basically said that, and she was like, "Yeah, I was kind of waiting for that day to happen." Uh, it, it takes you through that, of course, takes you through the death of Kurt Cobain, um, but it also ties it into the death of Dave's best friend. The parts that I I mean this this book actually made me cry multiple times, and this is you'll see why I told you to read it, Omar. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. Uh, he talks about his daughters and how each one um, has just kind of a, a little connection, you know, like when when his eyes first kind of met them as they were born, that kind of thing. Uh, how because he is famous and he is a big fan of music, he's got like he's got stories about like, you know, his daughter has always you know, played around on the piano in their house and kind of said that she wanted to learn it. So she got her first piano lesson one night from Paul McCartney. From Paul McCartney, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a... <laughs> wow. Me too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, like little things like that. Or uh, one of the one of the daughters got to pick a Barbie from a store, and like the daughters were like running around the store not finding the right toy. So Dave's like, "Just pick one." He reached down and grabbed one, and it happened to be a Joan Jet Barbie. Oh, that's like, funny. Uh, and he looked down. And he's friends with Joan Jet, so he's like, "Oh shit!" So he's like, "So he." ended up buying the Barbie and then he had to explain to his daughters that like, that's a real person because Joan Jett was going to come to work on some music. And here he is with his daughters playing with the Barbie of, of her, a, some of someone <laughs> w- uh, of someone while he's like making omelets for Joan Jett. <laughs> that's crazy. <Wow. laughs> so it's just, it's just little stories like that. It's which I loved. And then he was talking about just another kind of sweet story with his family. He, the big thing is because he didn't have the chance to do stuff with with his father, he was never going to be that father. So he had a 
He always does the daddy-daughter dance. Uh, the daddy-daughter dance, in this case, was scheduled for uh, the, right in the middle of their Australian tour. So he actually realized that he could fly home from, like, the Melbourne show, do the, do the daddy-daughter dance. dance, then leave, and then fly back to, like, the Sydney show. And make it. Um, yes, but he gets food poisoning at the daddy-daughter dance. Oh, no. Oh, shit. So he's like, and then he literally has to get off the plane, hop into a, like a limo or whatever, like the, you know, not a real limo, but the, like the taxi limo thing, get to the show and run on stage. So he was like trying not to shit himself on stage because of this like thing. And he still did so, the show. Yeah. It's like when he did the show with a broken leg. Yeah. With his leg yeah, on the chair. Yeah, he tells story. Yeah. <laughs> John, he... He started falling off a stage, so he jumped off a stage and broke his uh, compact fracture, compound fracture <gasps> oh of his of his leg. It was that bad. Uh, and, I didn't know that. And the doctor came up and was like, "You have to go to the hospital." And then he sent he he sent. They're like, "Well, we can bring you to the hospital. You can get fitted for the cast and come back, but it's going to be a few hours." He's like, "I can't leave all these fans waiting." So he told the doctor to just go to the hospital, pick up the cast, and bring it back. And he actually did a song while the doctor was fitting him for the cast with a compound mm. fracture. Uh. It was. It didn't rip. I guess it. It was. Is, is there a compound fracture that doesn't actually break the skin, like it cuts through ligaments and stuff? Or well, any fracture no, just... that. I mean, any fracture can can not break the skin. Yeah. I mean, it, but it, the like, skin cuts, just it... mean if it breaks the skin, that just means it's an open fracture. Gotcha. I know he had a dislocated ankle. Okay. And then. And I know that there was some like muscle damage or something, but either way, it's it's an awesome book. It's 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 a very fun listen. Um, my my wife, who could care less, I mean, she doesn't dislike the Foo Fighters um, or Nirvana, but she doesn't care, and she's like, she'll come home from work and be like, "Oh, I'm in that part where this happens." And oh, so she's, she's into like, it. Yeah, and I, like I've told you, like I, there are certain parts where he's talking about his daughters, where he's talking about um, his best friend passing away, um, just some of the crazy stuff that's happened to him, like in a good way that has brought me to tears. Oh, he talks, he was almost a member of the heartbreakers, which I, I kind of knew, but I kind of didn't. Cause after, um, after Kurt died, he basically gave up on music. He's like, what the fuck do I do now? Cause remember he, he finally made it biggest band in the world. And then now nothing. Like literally so he, uh, to the next. Yeah. So, uh, Tom Petty actually contacted him and said, we've got a show on SNL. Do you want to play drums? And he said, just be Tom Petty as a mentor, basically, he was, I mean, literally just a kid. He had no say in anything. He just had Nirvana's handlers helping him. So, like, the people at SNL were, like, t trying to get them to Tom Petty to move stuff around. And Tom Petty's like, you can do whatever you want, but it's going to sound like shit. So they played, and the, the producer of SNL was like, yeah, that sounded like shit. And Tom Petty's like, I want you to tell me exactly what I just told you. And he said, like, they said the guy just tucked his tail between his leg and walked away. I'm like, Tom <laughs> Petty, you are the fucking man. <laughs> but if you, like... uh Things that are good. Uh, go read Storytellers by Dave Grohl, um, because it's it's good. It's just a fun fun book. If you like if you like music, if you like music history, if you like, there's a lot of talk about ACDC, Tom Petty, Nirvana, of course, Foo, Foo Fighters, um, and I, I loved it. I it's one of those that as I was listening to it and it came to the end, I was like, fuck, why is this over? Like I want the next you one want more. Yeah, you want to live in that. And there's got to be because there's there's he leaves a lot out on purpose. I think because. There's there's some very because he it's based on it's not based on like time it's based on life and death it's based on respect for his daughters like he, the chapters are more thematic you know, yeah yeah it's based on fucking with people by by sending uh, full uh, New Orleans style jazz bands through fancy restaurants <laughs> instead of like while people are trying to have fancy snooty Grammys parties he's like fuck that I'm sending real musicians here that's awesome. So, yeah. I wish I had that kind of money to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, Greg has another child. Send the brass band through. <laughs> so that's that. What, what else right. are we talking about send, here? Send the, uh, send the polka band. Yeah. yeah Weird Al. <laughs> so what do we got here? We got, uh, well, I think we're going to end with, with Ghostbusters here. Right. Talk to me about Cowboy Bebop. That's Which me I again, I think. Is by the way, the, like one of the coolest names of anything that I've ever heard. Cowboy Bebop. That's just a great. That's a great name. That's just a great title, in my opinion. Well, yeah. it's a it's a cartoon too, right? Um, or originally it was a cartoon that has been 
made into a live action series. Yeah. So my opinions are interesting on this one, I think, because I don't know what they are yet. The series I've, is live I've action. I've only completed the first episode, so. Okay. So, what do you, have you seen the anime? And see, that's the thing. I. I've seen a couple episodes of the anime, but it was never one that I like really followed. So i i wasn't I wasn't a huge fan of Cowboy Bebop. It, it was kind of stylistic in its um in its animation. Mm-hmm. So and it was just never something that I that I followed religiously. So I mean, I've maybe seen four episodes or something like that. So I had no idea what it was mm-hmm. ever. Like early, not not now, but back in the day. And when I was teaching that class on making video games, we had a student that was um, her name was Erica. Mm-hmm. And mind you, this was fifteen years ago, so clearly she stood out in the fact that she was a badass. And they, okay. no, she was awesome. And she was like, "I want to do something on Cowboy Bebop." I'm like, "What the hell is that?" But like when we made the video game stuff, a lot of it was like assets, like make a desk, put a computer on it, stuff that doesn't move. Mm-hmm. She wanted to make. She wanted to turn the car that we used. We made a racing game. She wanted to turn the car into the spaceship. And she wanted to make the main character leaning on a wall, like leaning against a wall with his foot like on the wall and smoke, mm-hmm. smoking a cigarette like a cowboy kind of. And I'm like, I don't think, well, our engine isn't really built for that. And she's like, well, what if I do this, 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 and this? And I'm like, oh, shit, you can do that. <laughs> so she did it. And like, so I'm like, and then I completely forgot. I remembered her, but I completely forgot about the show or what this thing was. I, but I just recognized the ship because it's kind of unique. Mm-hmm. And I and I recognized the the silhouette of the character. Right. And then I saw the trailers for Cowboy Bebop. I'm like, oh shit, that's that thing from that student project. Hell yeah, yeah. And then I I actually went and watched a couple episodes of the anime, which is weird because I don't like anime at all. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's a thing. And but I I should like anime. Like, I want to like anime. There's just something about it that my mind wanders, or... I don't know. It's like... Everything about it is my is my shiz, but... I don't know. And yes, mm-hmm. I, just said my, I just said my shiz on the, on the podcast. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but for some reason, the actual act of sitting down and watching an anime... It like, I, I get like an episode and a half in, and I'm like, I'm kind of annoyed at this. I... I believe we may have lost listeners faster than the Rancor is losing backers. When I when I said the anime thing, or was it the, was it your abhorrent opinions about cranberry sauce? Yes, <laughs> yes um, to everything. So uh, this came out November nineteenth on Netflix, and uh, I saw the trailer. It, you, yeah, it is very stylized. It has kind of a, a noir, the bebop. Kind of and like, I was thinking the same thing that it's got that it's got a very noir, almost detective like feel to it. Yeah, but they're not detectives; they're bounty hunters. Yeah, and it's one of those things like where you know the outer stretches of space, and it's kind of very much like Firefly, where it's wasteland. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people are cowboys in a way. Oh, right. that's um, cool. Okay, and it's uh, starring John Cho. Uh, that John Cho, yep, yeah, that John Cho, of uh, White Castle, Harold, amongst, yeah, yep. Uh, Kumar actually came out as gay the other day. Oh, did he really? Really? Yeah. yeah, and he, but it it was one of those that he came out and was like, you know, I never really felt myself. Then it occurred to me maybe that's because of this. It wasn't like a I'd been held down. It's like he kind of just fig- like figured it out. And so interesting. Anyway. Uh, Mustafa Shakir as Jet Black, Daniela Pineda as Faye Valentine, Elena Satine as Julia Ten. Uh, as Julia Ten episodes, sorry. Yeah. There's a mm-hmm. copying issue. Uh, Alex Hassel as Vicious, Ann Trong as Shin, and a bunch of other people, including, uh, apparently John Noble is in it, which I did not know, and John Noble's awesome. I love him. From, uh, Fringe, the, the mm-hmm. crazy old Yeah, the, the dad. He's awesome. Yep. And of course, from uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, as the the slowly decaying king. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, no, that's not John Noble. No, yeah, that's John him. Noble was not the slowly decaying king. I don't believe the one that like I thought he was the one that got like that flung himself off of the. Yeah, that was him. Yeah, well, no, the slowly decaying the slowly decaying king was the the king of the Rohirrim. 
John Noble was the steward who was not relinquishing control of of Gondor. Oh, yes, yes. you're you're right. But I I I looked at it. I, I see what Greg meant because he was like all like grayish blue and. But he he was no, kind of losing. That's his the Rohirrim king. Yeah, that was you're you're thinking of the one king, but John Noble's character was he was like losing his mind, like as they were. Right. He he wasn't slowly decaying. He was just like becoming psychopathic. Like he was right. uh hallucinating and shit and okay. But the the one that you were thinking of was the king of the Rohirrim who was under the control of Wormtongue. Right. And then he, and then he re, re recovers or whatever with the help of right. Gandalf. Okay. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. That was great. The books were great, obviously. I think And he's also them. from yeah, you already said it from Fringe, the TV yeah. series. And uh, elementary. He's a long-time actor. Anyway, um, so Cowboy Bebop. So you only did one episode because you did like it or because you've just been busy as shit? I've, I've just been busy as shit. Gotcha. Like, I'm literally working every day this week, and I was I was going to be doing five twelves, which was insane, but they let me do an 8 today. Gotcha. So I, I was excited. It was one of those where I was, when I finished up Foundation, which I talked about a couple episodes ago, I was like, what's next? And I saw that. I was like, oh, okay, that's what's next. I, I, so I was excited about it. Start watching it, and it's very quirky. It is very um, acted stylistically. Like, people are definitely acting for the style and not acting how they kind of would in real life. If right. someone, like, shot at them or if they were in a fight with something. Because they do a lot of that, like, the fighting where it's, like, they'll do, like, a, a move and someone will block it, and then they kind of, like, freeze for a second and the camera like whips around to another thing and then they go and do the next series of moves so it's definitely mm-hmm. played up for that so it took a little while for me to get to that get through that but i like it um and it's weird because when i'm like when i'm watching it i like it but it's a little exhausting for me mm-hmm. why what do you mean because of all of like the the stylistic stuff oh, okay. like it's and like and the, and the and the music is is well bebop music it's like there's like a lot of like heavy jazz drums, I guess. I don't really know. Horns and stuff. And... Yeah. Oh, that's funny. It's actually bebop music. That's funny. Yeah. Well, like if you listen to the to the theme song of it, you can hear a very good sample of what a lot of the music is like in the in the actual show. I didn't realize this was live action. I thought I knew that it came out and I hadn't seen any uh I I haven't been watching Netflix. Um so I didn't see the, the, the trailer or anything for it. But I'm definitely, definitely going to check this out. Because it's something that I've heard of. And and uh, and I like some of the actors. But I, I it's kind of exciting. But now that you said that it's a little bit like overly stylish. Are they trying to like make it anime even though it's live action? Is that what, is that what you think? I, I don't think they're trying to make it anime. But I think they're trying to stay true to the source. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. They're... They're not necessarily going over the top, but they are definitely, at least in the one episode that I saw, they're definitely trying to to emulate the what you would see from the anime. And I think one like here's an example. This is a very modernized version, almost like a an old Batman, like the Batman '60s show uh, fight, where like someone gets punched and you hear the like the horn, the discordant, like Bam, yeah, like a... yeah, like that. It's not quite that over the top but it's it's definitely you you really have to be ready for it because it's it's nothing like you've seen before uh there are two things i absolutely love about this show um i don't think you've met her yet rob but um faye valentine daniela pineda's character yeah she's i have she she's in the first episode she is adorable um in every way shape or form <laughs> uh she also made me realize that there is something that i absolutely love about movies and tv shows it's when two main characters are constantly threatening like two people that are theoretically good guys are mm-hmm. constantly threatening each other's lives. Mm-hmm. And I can't, like, we're like, okay, can I kill her now? Come on, just a little bit of killing her, please. Like, that kind of stuff. <laughs> like, and I, I know there's other shows that are like this that'll have that that dynamic. Mm-hmm. And um, John Cho constantly wanting to kill her and get rid of her is, it's awesome. It's so funny, for me, at least. Um, and also Ayn. Uh, Ayn is uh, probably going to sell 4,000 corgis for Christmas. Um, if you guys buy a corgi and don't want your corgi, please send it to me. <laughs> I have not met Ein yet. Okay. So Ein, of course, is a corgi. Now this is way in the future, so they are um, shocked that there's actually a real life dog because they're, they're like, is that they're all the dogs are like cloned or something? 
they haven't really explained it, but they were very surprised that there was a dog. They're like, oh, this is what a dog is? That kind of thing. Hmm. Uh, and of course, you know, full on the, the uh, Faye character is like, it is a dog. I've heard they're delicious. <laughs> like, <you know. laughs> um, there is a sequence where she's telling a story about how she took down somebody and she is dancing with the dog. Like it's, she's basically saying that she was dance. She danced with him and like disarmed this person. She's like, as I, as he dipped me, I took the gun out of his boot and I took the knife and then I took his brass knuckles. But as she, like, they keep on cutting, you don't realize she's telling a story and then they keep cutting back and forth. And as she's dancing with the guy in the story, you, you see her dancing with the dog. Mm. Um, it's adorable. First of all, second of all, then she does like, then she's like, and then I've knocked him out. And you look at the dog and the dog's looking at her like she's freaking crazy. He's on the ground at this point. She's like, Dude, play dead. It's like, oh, and he like rolls over and does a little like doggy whine sound. Mm. And at that at that part right there sold a Frenchie to me. Uh, if I didn't already have far too many animals in my house, there would be a Frenchie. <laughs> or there'd be not a Frenchie, a Corgi to me, like right now. Um So that'll happen at some point. Uh so I mean it's I'm not done with the whole series yet, but and it's it seems like it's kind of loosely connected each episode, but each each episode is definitely kind of its own caper. So you don't have to yeah, like almost almost episodic. Yeah, you don't have to worry about getting into lore, which is good because I just finished Foundation, which has a lot of lore, and immediately jumping to something else where I had to keep track of eight episodes worth of like backstory mm-hmm. would break my brain. Um, so a plus. Well, and I know oh, this is also another one of those things. It's good that I don't know the anime because people are bitching up a storm about the show online. Oh really? Of course. Like, well, it's not Those just like people. this. Or it's it's over the top. It's this. It's that. But it is the number one show on, on Netflix at the moment. And there's a lot of shit that's been released. So. Yeah, there is, and it's so hard to keep up on it all. I keep I keep coming across new shit. I'm like, oh god, I need to watch this. Oh man, what is it? Where did this come from? I didn't know this was out. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. And in fact, I've got a list that that we're going to talk about later, probably off the air. Oh, okay. As right. a uh, as a plan for the coming month. Yeah. So we're not like super busy. Sorry for you, those of you out there that are looking forward to a side B episode. We missed one last week, and I think we're missing one this week. But we'll. It's crazy. We're times. trying. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy times. <clears throat> Remember, when you're angry about it, blame Omar. Totally. Omar's fair. Fault. That's fair. Yeah. You can send it to Greg. <laughs> Give me five pod. <laughs> <laughs> And then just complain, complain, complain. Yeah. About Omar. Lots of insults. Speaking of complaining, though, I've heard that there are a number of complaints about our next topic. Uh-oh. What? Not from not for me, because I haven't seen it yet. But Well, but it. I've heard that there are a lot of people complaining about it, well, like online. But people online are stupid. I'm going to complain about people complaining about it, even though I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. And that Rob, movie... Rob, I think that person that just complained is some sort of Russian troll. <gasps> he he might be a bot. Some of the complaints are bots, and I'm guessing this is one of them. And he's complaining about complaining. Well, you know a moose wants to get so my sister. Meta. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know who else complained online? Just saying. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> who? Oh, I'm no. Who else complained? Yeah, online? I don't know. <laughs> oh, Hitler! Hitler! Totally. Did, uh, oh, uh. yeah. I mean, he didn't not not <clears throat> complain online. So clearly. We, we know we we know all about Omar and his leanings. Mm-hmm. Rob, this went down a rabbit hole, buddy. <laughs> it did. I'm not even sure where this is going. I think we've derailed here. But the movie we are talking about is Ghostbusters Afterlife, and this this movie was one of the ones I was really looking forward to this year. Like I, I would watch the trailer and get goosebumps. I mean, okay. Ghostbusters has a special place in my heart. I mean, this was my childhood, as as it was all of ours. Um. But it was released on November 19th of 2021, this year, directed by Jason Reitman. And it does star Carrie Coon, Paul Rudd, Finn Wolfhard, uh, McKenna Grace, Logan Kim, Celeste O'Connor, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson. Spoiler alert! Aaron. <laughs> they did all, the, pre- they, they did all the press at the beginning. They did all the press runs, so I knew they were in the movie. And... And I would like to point out that everybody said I was wrong, and I was not wrong. About them being in the movie? No. About who answers the phone at the end of the trailer. Uh. 
everybody was like, no, that's Bill Murray. The fuck it was. I know Dan Aykroyd's voice, and I knew it was Dan Aykroyd when he picked up the phone and said, we're closed. That was Dan Aykroyd, and that was what I said, and everybody was like, no, that was Bill Murray. No, it wasn't. It was Dan Aykroyd. Shut your mouth. I know what I'm talking about. You did. You said Dan Aykroyd. 100%. So, um, it also stars Annie Potts and Sigourney Weaver as well. The the storyline is when a single mom and her two kids arrive in a small town, they begin to discover their connection to the original Ghostbusters and the secret legacy their grandfather left behind. All right. So this section is going to be spoilerific. There's going to be spoilers galore. If you haven't seen it yet and you want to see this movie before hearing anything about it, Pause it and come back later. I know I've already spoiled some shit, but I think at this point everybody knew that Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, and Ernie Hudson were in the movie. So, last chance. All right. So, the the family in question, the mom who is played by Carrie Coon and the two kids, Finn Wolfhard and McKenna Grace, who, by the way, McKenna Grace is amazing. She is so good in this movie, and I can't wait to see what else she does. She she was the emotional center of this movie. Um all of the all of the big hard hitting moments either involved her or were a direct result of her. So she she's amazing. She did a great job in this movie. But they are in fact the daughter and grandchildren of Egon Spangler. And Egon, of course, as we all know, the the actor who played Egon, Harold Ramis, has passed away and is not in the movie for real. But what they've done with CG is fucking amazing. Wow. Interesting. He is in the movie. He's got no lines, but I'll be damned if it doesn't look like him. Um, so the, the movie opens with, uh, Egon actually dying. He, he's running from something and he dies and, you know, he leaves the family, the farmhouse and, you know, it's all about them unraveling what he was doing out here all alone by himself, where he had walked away from his family, had walked away from everybody and them kind of figuring out what was going on. And it it's just it's just really cute. I mean, everything from from the kids to the learning to Ghostbust to the Ghostbusters coming back and helping them out. And I, I I mean, I really enjoyed this movie. It was exactly what I wanted. And regardless of what any trolls online tell you, it was not terrible. Um, I like I said, I have heard that a lot of people are hating on it. I'm not sure why, and I'm wondering whether or not it's just people who aren't familiar with the original product. Because there was so much nostalgia in this movie, I I, I loved it. It was exactly what I wanted. Like I said, McKenna Grace is amazing. She's the emotional center of the movie. What I mean, was it a perfect movie? No. I mean, there were there were holes, there were plot holes. I recognize that, but. I don't fucking care. It was 1,000% worth your time. Absolutely go see this movie. Go see it in the theater. You'll love it. All the music is back. The Ghostbusters shit that you loved. It, it's it's all there. It's all there. Go see the movie. Stay all the way through the credits. There are two post-credit scenes. And in fact, one of the post-credit scenes... The one of the actors in the post credit scene did not appear in the movie until that scene, and her her credit actually came on before she was in the movie. Her end credit actually came on before she was actually in the movie because it came on, and I'm like, Sigourney Weaver was in this, and literally as soon as I said that, they had that post credit scene where she was in it. I was like, oh shit, That's <laughs> there funny. she is. So. I mean, do you, do you guys have any que- I mean, without trying to blow too much of this movie, do you guys have any questions about it that I can't answer or that you want answered? Uh, how, how are the ghost situations? Like, I'm, I'm, I, I really enjoy creative ghosts. If that makes sense, like when you can, like in Beetlejuice, how you can kind of tell how, and they're not really ghosts, mm-hmm. but you know mm-hmm. how you can kind of tell how they died or whatever. There's, um, there is, well, one, the mini Stay Puffs are freaking adorable. 
and extremely mischievous. They're almost like gremlins. And the situations that they get into with them are kind of funny because they're like destroying shit and then they just like start squishing them and stuff and they're just like exploding everywhere and making messes and shit. So <laughs> the mini stay puffs are great. But there is a featured ghost, not quite, not Slimer. Slimer is not in the movie as far as I can remember. I don't remember seeing it. Well, I'm about to post a, some hate on the exactly, internet. Exactly, exactly. But they do have a new substitute. And it's it's a ghost that basically eats metal. Okay. okay. It, it, like, subsists on metal, I guess. Um, And it does all kinds of weird things. Like, they surprise it. So do and I. Just in a different way. Yeah. <laughs> they surprise it, and it ends up shooting out, like, uh, the bits of metal that it is chewed, like, like bullets. um but there is a there is a point later in the movie where they actually use the ghost because they they're like okay well i've got an idea hold on and they 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 make use of the ghost and it's and it's metal eating ability um just really creative i loved seeing the ecto-1 back on the big screen the fact that it's got a gunner seat is so fucking cool i loved it It, i mean the sound Yes. Yes. You have to have that sound for sure. Absolutely. You cannot have the Ecto One without that. And I just I really enjoyed it, and I I would probably go see it again. I would I would definitely go see it again if somebody had if I somebody I knew hadn't seen it and wanted to go see it, I'd be like, let's go. That's awesome. I loved I I loved it. And I mean, I already asked you this via text, but uh, relatively safe for kids younger than thirteen. Yeah, there there is one questionable scene, but they don't really show anything, and they only just kind of talk about it later. But they don't even because I mean, you know how Paul Rudd is, like how he like he'll talk about something without actually saying it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they they have like a conversation about it, but they don't actually ever say what it was. Did we? Yeah, we did. I think we did. Okay, yeah, I think we did. Paul um, a hundred and seven years old. That guy looks. Yeah, good. yeah. He does not age at all. In fact, I I believe there was a thing where somebody put a picture of him next to a picture of him from 20 years ago, and he still looks the same. Yeah, he looks like he's on Friends. Yeah, yeah. Drink, drink your uh, wheatgrass smoothies, folks. <laughs> or make a deal with exactly. the devil, because something. Yeah, that's, that's one of those two. Yes, but I, I would say that ultimately it is fairly safe for kids. I can't imagine. I loved that there was a reappearance of the gatekeeper and the keymaster. I'm so excited yeah, I, I about this. Gonna, movie. It's going to happen in the very near future. Um, I'm surprised I, you. I'm surprised your mom didn't want to go see it. Just take your mom and your son and your wife and go out and and enjoy that shit. I will say that I was very disappointed that I didn't go opening night because they had some some memorabilia that I would have bought. They had the. Um, it was like thirty five bucks. It was thirty four ninety nine. But they had the Ecto one popcorn bucket that had flashing lights on it. Oh, How nice. much was it? Thirty four ninety nine, worth it. Worth it. You can actually still buy it. You can pre order it on AMC's um, movie memorabilia website. That's thirty four ninety nine. They won't ship until twenty twenty two. They're taking pre orders for twenty twenty two, but you can still get one. And Cinemark theoretically about like a month and a half away. Yes, and Cinemark had another one that I wanted that they were sold out of too. I, I was literally calling around to movie theaters going, do you still have this? Do you still have this? They're like, no, we sold out the first day. What was the Cinemark Shh. one? Cinemark had a bowl that was a Stay Puff Marshmallow Man holding the bowl. And the bowl was white. Stay Puff was white. But it was like he had his arms wrapped around the bowl. And yeah, it was for popcorn as well. That's awesome. Didn't they have, wasn't there one that was the trap too? I think there was, but I don't know that that was here. Oh, okay. You know, like the the ghost trap with popcorn in it, which is kind yeah, of yeah. The only two that I knew of were the Ecto One and the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man Bowl. Mm-hmm. What a great idea! Do you see that happening more in like movies in the future? I guarantee it. Right, like it's such a great I, idea. Well, I mean, the popcorn buckets are already online for like two hundred bucks a piece. You in know what today's you're not getting so- for Christmas is a surprise gift. <laughs> in today's society, where people will buy everything up just so they can scalp it online. Fuck you, scalpers. I hate you. You should die. Agreed. Uh, in a related story, you should check out my eBay page <laughs> where I'm where I'm selling uh, very rare Marvel Legends action figures. Marked uh, what, up you, like 800%. What were you saying, Rob? I missed that. You should, you should die. 
Rob, we'll talk later. Yeah, we'll, we, we'll we have plans. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> we'll plot and scheme. <laughs> I am on the list to get in his, to his develop. Perfect. That is true. And I don't have the password for the gate app to take him off of the list to get in my development, <laughs> which is a problem. Well, then I'm probably going to wake up too. to poop in your pool, sir. <laughs> I might have got. Did I not mention there's like extra dogs here? And two of them have never been anywhere near a pool and seem to fall in like all the time. Excellent. I have pulled two dogs out of a pool in the past week. <laughs> for real? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Was it the same dog? So they're learning. Uh, they're, yeah. Are they though? <laughs> not from each other. <laughs> well, no, not from each other. But if if I, neither one of them has done it a second time, that's fair. One of them just got here today and fell in the pool immediately. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like like they were drawn to it by some kind of gigantic magnet. They just walked straight into uh, it. Uh, the other one fell in the pool because she's currently blind in one eye. Uh, that's Moxie's girlfriend or Moxie Rob's girlfriend, Moxie. Mm. But, yeah. So anyway, we, we are. We are rambling, and Rob has to has to sleep. So, um, go on. well, but there was. Did you guys do the the five? I posted it. Oh shit! No, was there a five? There was a five. Oh, I shit. posted it in the no, upcoming. Oh, well, you're gonna you're gonna you guys out there listening are gonna hear some hear some stuff. Hear some stuff. So since we're not do since we're likely not doing a side B episode this week, I went ahead and include included the give me five question on this week's episode, and that is going to be I want to know your top five. Songs from movies that have the movie title in them. Basically, oh, songs that are about the movie that was... They don't have to have been written for the movie, but they have to be... And the reason this came up was Ghostbusters by Ray Parker Jr. Who you gonna call? Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. Something strange in your neighborhood. So, would you say a song that is also the name of a movie, um, or does the song have to? It, be- it had to have a, it had to have appeared in the movie. It can't just share a name. It can't just share something with the movie. It had to have been actually been in the movie. It didn't have to have been written for the movie, but it had to have actually been in the movie. Okay, and it has to have the same name as the movie. No, it doesn't have to have the same name. It just has to have the name of the movie in the song. Which most of the time ends up being the same name, but okay. So even just a lyric, yes, to... it had to have been directed at the movie or or connected to the movie, mm-hmm. and then have been in the movie. So somewhere in there, it had to have say, uh, "Lord of the Rings: colon, Return of the King," or else yes. the song doesn't count. Okay, correct. Got it. <laughs> Okay, we are ready with the question here. I'm going to let you guys, one of you guys go first because this, this showed up in our patron-only chat. Uh, and I somehow missed it because I was uh, probably elbows deep in a turkey. Elbows not even... Not that even euphemism? That's not even Thanksgiving-related. That's just a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> that's just uh, a typical two. You can build many stuff. bridges, but you fist one turkey. <laughs> That's funny. I I don't care who goes for you. You want me to go? Go for it, Omar. Me? All right. Yep. All right. Uh, I have, as usual, a hundred different things to go with. So um, I apologize to um, certain musicians that don't care or are dead. Anyway. So my number five, I'm going to go with Walk the Line. Mm -hmm. Because that was a great... It was a great movie. It's very well done, and Johnny Cash is, you know, awesome. Um, for number four, I think I'll go with Rock and Roll High School, which is um, a movie that we we did anyway, and the Ramones deserve their due. Mm-hmm. Um, number three, you got to do Ghostbusters. Fair enough, because it's just such an iconic song. You know, it's classic. Who you gonna you know? call? Yeah. Um, number two. Uh, that thing you do, mm-hmm. which was a phenomenal movie, and the, the song, song is catchy as shit. This, even the, if you don't like it, and actually, all the songs were really good. They were very catchy. They were like very, very well done for that time period. But the but the the the, the title song is fantastic. And number one, the first thing that came to my mind when when this this uh, question came up, it's got to be Purple Rain. There's no. God damn it. Yeah. There's no 
I mean, that, that my brain was just that was one like, that you forgot, Greg. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Purple Rain is just holy shit. You know what I mean? I'm sorry, boys in the hood, but you're getting bumped. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've got a cap that says otherwise. So. <laughs> <laughs> and it's about to be in that ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Greg. So read us your adjusted list. Uh, so, Boys in the Hood is uh, now out. Uh, Pet Cemetery is now in yeah, at number. It was four. It's now five. Uh, number uh, my new number. See, now I got to do like math. And stuff. Uh, Rocket Man. <laughs> Rocket Man is my new number four. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Little Elton John, like that movie. That's my new number four. Number three. That has to be. Uh, it's it's a double. It's a twofer, I think. Uh, fame and Flashdance for obvious reasons. Yeah, one because I can't talk about fame without talking about Flashdance because I'm from Pittsburgh, and I will lose my Pittsburgh card if I don't do that. But also, very similar situation there. And you're gonna live forever. I am not if I mess with uh, Boys in the Hood. <laughs> I'm gonna live for approximately another three hours until I walk the dog and I get you know the drive by. Um, so that was what three, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, my number two. Uh, is going to be Purple Rain. See, it, it didn't end up at number one, but it's close. Wrong. <laughs> but my number one is going to be Can't Hardly Wait, because not only is the did, was it named after a song and all that, but the plot of the movie is based on the plot of the song. Excellent. And it introduced the replacements to a whole uh, audience of teeny boppers in the uh, early or late 90s, I believe. Yeah, I think it was late 90s. And I introduced Jennifer Love Hewitt to some other things, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> My man. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of mine were fairly old, um, but I've got several on here that nobody else mentioned. And I just went with songs that that I remembered from movies that I liked. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Um, at number five, I'm probably going to put That Thing You Do. Not not my favorite song, but God, it's catchy as shit. You just start humming it to yourself. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Rob. Yep. You're welcome. <laughs> I had to share. Uh, I don't like that song anymore. <laughs> so that thing you do is going to be at number five. At number four, I'm, I'm going to put Weird Science. Good one. I still remember the chorus from the movie, and I loved that movie as a kid, too. I was in love with Kelly LeBrock. So, uh, number four is Weird Science. For me, it's it's the movie song combo. Uh, number three is going to be Blazing Saddles. Uh, he rode a blazing saddle. Nicely done. Yes. That's great. Number two, I, I'm going to put Ghostbusters, because that was... That song hung around for so long. And even even now, when somebody asks who you're going to call, Ghostbuster. Yeah. It's still a thing. But my number one was a movie from the 80s that I loved. It starred Kevin Bacon. Footloose. And that's Footloose. And the song for that is so catchy, and it's so high tempo, and I love it. Whoa. Yeah. But you're, if you're going to sing it, I'm going to actually ban music from the show. <laughs> Just saying. Well, I'm going to cut loose. Is, is, that a, is that a thread? Or is that... <laughs> I mean... That seems like a reward. <laughs> I meant ban you singing music from the show. You try and stop me. Sigh. You. I paused there for a second because I still have a thing up on my screen from other movies. And I forgot that there was a song called Low Boob Oscillator. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> from Stereo Lab. And I, I, I want to see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's from High Fidelity. It's on the High Fidelity soundtrack. I saw it and I was I looked my head by and I was like, what? And then I, yeah. I want to know if it actually oscillates boobs. That's kind of my thing. Uh. So I think that's our show. I think that is our show. Yeah. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving to everyone who isn't Rob. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.
And if you would like to send us email or hate mail to Greg, how can they get it to us, Greg? Uh, you can email us at give me five podcast at gmail.com. Uh, also, keep an eye out because I, I now actually have the passwords for the website. Oh, so yeah. I can like so I can do things to the website. So I will try to post some of our other information up there. I will try to get it so that like our, our website is kind of a hub for things. I'll get it to pull some of our Instagram stuff, um, our Twitter stuff, that kind of stuff as well. Our socials, we'll say. So check that out. Uh, if you uh, want to do some Christmas shopping for for uh, your friends that you don't like or the friends that you do like, you can uh, check us out on our Threadless page, which I don't currently have in front of me. Give me five podcast.threadless.com. So there you go. And you can uh, check out cell phone covers and T-shirts and bath mats and shower curtains and things like that. And banana hammocks. Not yet. The only the reason I have not worked on the banana hammock is because I know the one person that's going to buy it and who will send me pictures of him after he bought it. And uh, he is one of our patrons. Speaking of, if you want to become a patron of our show, just five dollars and you can support the show and pay for that website I just talked about, amongst uh, other things, bail for uh, Rob, which mm-hmm. is good. Uh, and uh, that's patreon.com slash give me five podcast. That's all I have to say because I'm this is I'm pulling this out of my brain because I don't have the script in front of me. So, thank Give you me five listening. pod, Twitter, and Instagram. Find us on Facebook, searching for the Give Me Five podcast. Always spell out five. F-I-V-E, not the number five. And guys, remember, drop us a line, send us a message. We want you to give us five. Happy Turkey Day with no turkey. And we've got a late list coming in. This is not our listeners' fault. This is our fault because of Thanksgiving. We started a little bit late, recorded on a weird day, and sent out the list a little bit late. So this list comes in from Alec. It says, hope you're having a good week. We are out of town, but I wanted to submit my top five movies named after songs or movies with the song title in it. You know, you just listen. You know what you're talking about. Uh, There's an honorable mention here. Streets of Philadelphia has Philadelphia in the title, but not sure that it counts since it isn't just called Philadelphia. This would be number one if it did count. Uh, Rob isn't here right now. He's out eating pumpkin pie, so he'll have to get back to me. Number five, Pretty Woman. That was actually almost on my list. Number four, Stand By Me. That is a good one that didn't make any of our other lists, and it's because we, uh, we suck. That's a good one. Purple Rain. That's number three, Prince, that hit a bunch of lists. Uh, Number two, Men in Black. We actually talked about that while we were prepping this episode. And number one, Ghostbusters. Yes. The song that is the movie, the movie that is the song. And he followed up with Happy Thanksgiving, Give Me Five. And Happy Thanksgiving to you, Alec, and everyone else.